Currently, half the country has no accountability or ability to reason. And it's just a coincidence, half of the people are women. Ah, this is such a this is such a trap right here. Okay, okay. One can here we go. Okay, all right. Here uh, we go. One, two, three. Welcome back to another exciting episode, perhaps the most exciting episode of Yes or No. Before I introduce my guest, would you like to be my guest? You can be. You can be the host. You can be the guest. You can have your friends involved when you get the Yes or No game right now from the Daily Wire merch shop. It's a beautiful game. You go to dailywire.com shop. We ordered a thousand copies of this game just to test it out. It's sold out like that. And then you weren't able to buy one for Christmas. I'm sorry, but you can pre-order now. We've ordered a few more copies than a thousand. They're all going to sell out. Pre-order it right now, dailywire.com slash shop. And then you can feel like I do, playing this game with the one and only Benjamin Shapiro. We produce a game with your name on it. <laughs> I, 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 assume, I, know. I know you had been... I don't know half of what goes on at this company. I, tell you. I, I thought you were plotting a game like Clue where I die. I, oh. that, that's obviously in development. Yeah. Can we do that? Yeah. HR, HR forbids. Okay. Yeah, fair enough. Okay. Now, you are drinking? This is a peanut butter whiskey. Sounds delicious. It does, doesn't it? It sounds yeah. very, very... I'm pretty excited about it, honestly. Okay. First thing I've been excited about at this company for... I can't even tell <laughs> you. I can't even tell survives. you. When it's a woman on the show, the lady goes first. Since you are a man, I will go first. I appreciate that. Thank you. <laughs> first question. When we first met, I just knew that we would spend the majority of our adult working lives together. So you have to answer how, how, how you think I would answer. How you, okay. Um, all right. And then you Are we move, supposed to do this simultaneously? Or, yes. Or? Yeah. So one, two, three. Of course. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I figured that's how you would answer that. But I think that that's because you're, you're a very optimistic and personality-mirroring fellow. And so literally every person that you meet, you think that's the case. It's like, 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 this like is there's my best friend now. A hundred percent. Like, it will be at an event and be 10,000 people. Be like, I'm going to spend the rest of my life with this guy. I think that's actually fairly and accurate. Did I get it right? You did. You did. I did. Because okay. you said, this is a world with a good and loving God governing everything, <laughs> and therefore I get to spend my working life with Michael. Yeah, no, I, 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 actually I would have. I would have assumed it just because Jeremy is the one, I believe, who introduced us, and it was at Clavin's house, and I was like, God, <laughs> the no, chances that I'm no not working with now. this guy. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's <laughs> over. It's over. <laughs> well, now, we're only supposed to drink if we get it wrong. Oh, okay. Oh, well, we can also drink if we get it right. Okay, well, I, I like that rule. It's mm-hmm. a good rule. Hmm. That's good stuff. It's a nice martini. Okay, you're up. Okay, here we go. Okay. I'm supposed to answer this how I think you will answer this? Yes. Michael's wife is a doctor. Oh. And obviously, you would say yes because you know the etymology of the word "doctor." Such an asshole. means a teacher. Yeah, right? no, I'm yeah. no, no. Wait, Your wife's no? not a, no, huh? No. What do you? Can she can she diagnose me with anything other than like a missing literature degree or something? <laughs> like what? Is, no, no, I don't. But but you, wait, hold on. Are you conflating? Are you saying that? Am I also is, a doctor, Michael? Are 
You are. Oh, yes, you are. A I'm, I'm a Juris Doctor. You are. You I'm are a, a Juris Doctor. And you're a teacher to millions of people on your show. You're, you're a doctor much more. Like Dr. Fauci. That guy's not a doctor. Dr. Fauci. But Dr. Jill is totally a doctor. A doctor. <laughs> Dr. Jill. The greatest of all doctors. She's the greatest surgeon. That's true. She's, she's, a, she's an amazing doctor. Mm-hmm, she mm-hmm. is. And the president. And, and, and she <laughs> probably is the president. That, that's true. Yep. Okay. Well, I may have gotten that wrong. Okay. But either way, I'll drink. Uh, okay, I'm up. Marijuana was the gateway drug to the fall of the West. Ooh, I have a kind of edgy answer here, but I'm not going to so say it. So I have to what, what Michael would say about this. Yeah. Um, One, two, three. Yeah, no, I, I think that if, if I'm going to... I'll bet Michael goes with LSD. <laughs> That's like really, like the Timothy Leary, like LSD. I was thinking more albigensianism was the gateway drug. Oh, uh, you're really going obscure here. Okay, fine. So not like an actual Maybe. drug. Fine. Okay, but yeah, no, I'm, I don't think that marijuana was the gateway drug to the fall of Western. I think it was more symptomatic than uh, yeah. than causative. But if we're speaking only about drugs, if we're speaking actually, only about drugs, then I think that's fair. And, I think and, that's fair. And you're right about acid. That is LSD. Those were the only drugs I was really interested in trying. I never mm-hmm. tried them. Never tried anything harsher than the Peruvian parsley. But those, those interested me because they said, you see, you see all these things and dimensions. And I realized, yeah, you, do, you probably see demons. Well, you know, it, it's, it's sort of, marijuana was a drug that sort of was from the ground up in terms of usage. Yeah. And, and LSD was more like the intellectual elites are using LSD and therefore all drug use is okay. And the Beatles are using LSD. Yeah. And that means it's really cool. So I think that, yeah. uh, I'd say uh, I'd go with LSD. LSD, I had to yeah. okay. I always, I really liked McCartney had this great reaction to LSD, which is, I guess, John wanted him to do it. Mm-hmm. And then McCartney, because he, he said, John said, you know, it changes your brain. You're never the same. And McCartney said, well, you know, I kind of like my brain. I don't know <laughs> if I want to change my brain. You know? And I thought, I had that thought too as a kid. I was like, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not some Adonis, right? right. I'm not going to be, I'm like lifting big rocks in my life. So if my brain gets broken... I'm just completely screwed. Although I do remember that time when you were eating nothing but meat in the L.A. office in a desperate attempt to bulk up for a movie we never made. I do remember that. So <laughs> oh, you while mean, you weren't an Adonis, yeah. I do remember mm-hmm. you. And all that happened to you is you got slightly fatter. I got, you didn't actually get— I got more than slightly fatter. Right. You did not get more muscular. No, I you got— You just looked fat. So I, I, gained, <laughs> I gained 20 pounds— and I, none of it was muscle. Like, it was, I, I looked at you and I was, was like, well, aren't you supposed to be like... I, I'm. So I, I followed a regimen for this movie that we never made. I followed a regimen. It was like a Ziploc bag day. of meat. You were eating it every and, day. And a pizza. I would eat an extra large pizza almost every day. <laughs> and so I'm sitting there eating. I did cut my body fat. I actually did. My body fat went down. But I became like a big fat guy. And then, but then I, I made one mistake, which is, you know, you're supposed to bulk, bulk, bulk. I was working out And then out you're supposed to day. cut, right? You, well, see, that's the mm. trick. And I never quite... Made it to that. But I'm glad I at least fundamentally just, changed my body chemistry for a movie that never happened. Yeah, no, that, that was good. All right. Yeah, okay. Go. Thank you. I'll drink to that memory. <laughs> Currently, half the country has no accountability or ability to reason. And it's just a coincidence. Half of the people are women. Hmm. <laughs> Uh, the wisdom of Jack Nicholson. Uh, this is such a this is such a trap right here. Um, it's a trap mainly because I have to answer for you, right? You have to answer for me. Yeah. I have to answer for you. The, yeah. Currently, half the country has no accountability or ability to reason. It's just a coin, and it's and it's just a coincidence mm. that half of them are women. 
it's, it's kind of weird. I assume it's being sarcastic. So, okay. okay. One can Here read the question. Okay, all right. Here uh, we go. One, two, three. That's right. I think Knowles is more of a sexist than he thinks I am. <laughs> this is basically how this comes down. Oh, I, I was just going to say no because it's not a coincidence. Uh, right. Yeah. Okay, so nailed it. Okay. Yeah, exactly. All right. <laughs> All right. The acceptance... By the way, of- the, in that card, at the very least, you have to distinguish married women from single women. Yeah. Yeah. Well, in the, you mean in the, in the sense that when a, when a man and a woman come together, they unite as one flesh. And so, therefore, one does not distinguish between qualities that would be attributed to the oh man. God. I don't know. I'm just wow. asking for wow. clarification. What I'm, all I'm saying is that women, married women vote yes. in more family-oriented yeah. and conservative ways than single women. But you, you went directly to well, this is, this the is, husband is the master of his household and the owner of his wife. So I, I didn't really expect you to go that way. But do you, do you, There's been this debate that's cropped up in some recent years, which is, should we repeal the 19th Amendment or not? And, you know, and, and, Who's having this debate except for you? It's mostly Ann Coulter. It's, it's, it's mainly Ann. But I, I brought it up to Elisa, and I, I said, you know, should, the argument that Ann is making is if we repeal the 19th Amendment, she would lose her right to vote, but, but the country overall would vote in a better way. Right. Statistically, because the women would vote for Dems. And, uh, but then there are these other proposals. Well, what if, what if we go back to a time when it's only families are voting? You know, mm-hmm. only one family. But then I thought, well, that totally screws us over because then all the single people outnumber us and then they're going to win all the elections. But, but what if it's quite the opposite? What if it's only single women lose the right to vote? And married women get I'm just gonna, Why don't we just move on to the next question okay. here? Because this is just, <laughs> it's just a trap, dude. It's just a trap. Okay. Uh, the acceptance of sex robots and dolls is a necessary step toward limiting sex work and criminal pedophilic behavior. It's actually a kind of serious hmm. question. Hmm. But a I think necessary I step? That, that is kind of a... You made me think about it too long. Yeah, like, I if, I, if I just started to think about it, I'd have yeah. been, like, naturally there. But... Um, Okay, here we go. All right, one, two, three. I think you're going to make the affirmative case that that is that in fact it is necessary. No, I actually I say no. You say the, no. The okay. reason I say no, even even though you know the sex bots like Austin Powers, they seem kind of titillating and everything. The reason I say no is because the the argument presumes that human beings are like steam engines and we just have to blow off steam, right? But that's not actually how vice and virtue work. Right. Vice and virtue work where you do, you do more vice and then you want to do more, like you do drugs and you want to mm-hmm. do more drugs. You do more virtue and hopefully it's slightly easier. To, so if you give a bunch of weird sex people all these dolls to do whatever they want with, I don't think it's going to make them better. I think it's going to make them just go further into their depravity. Okay, so watch as I make the, the counter-argument. So the counter-argument is that the amount of sexual, sexually aggressive behavior by single men has gone down over the course of time to a certain extent because they are locked up in their rooms with their computers. Yeah. I mean, I, I think that you, you can make that argument. Now, does that mean it's moral or good? No. I think all of it is bad, and I think the solution to all of it is virtue and marriage. But, you they, know, St. But- St. Thomas and, I guess, St. Augustine make a similar argument about prostitution, where they say, it's sometimes misinterpreted that they're saying we should have legalized prostitution, mm-hmm. which is not what they're saying, but the argument against outlawing prostitution is that if if you don't have some outlet for these lustful men then uh, society will just be convulsed by lust. By the way, I think that this is the direction that society will move almost inevitably anyway. 
Because I think that we're, we're like five seconds away from the left basically deciding that pedophilia right. is oh, yeah. a form of sexual identity. You mean minor attraction? Minor attraction, yeah. I think the left's going to go for that in a matter of about 27 seconds ago. <laughs> I think they're already there. So, Damn. Yeah. yeah, that's true. That's dark. That's dark. That's a dark drink. Yeah, that's bad. All right. I wish everyone would just shut up about seed oils. This is it. Okay. Okay. There we go. One, two, two, three. Oh, no. Um, You love seed oils? Well, I hate them. I love talking about them. You like talking about seed oils? This is a kind of a somewhat recent conversion for me. I've never bought into any diet fad or any of these hippie. Seed oils are of the devil. They are the cause of every problem in the world. Wow. Almost, almost, I would say 99%. I am so, I'm so won over on this. Now, your wife is a doctor, so obviously you know that. Well, I mean, I assumed it was crap, but then I dismissed it like every other stupid idea that I ever heard. Also, I'm sick of people making products from things that, that don't produce that product naturally. Yes. Like, like, oats are not for milk. Yeah. <laughs> And and well, you neither never get down on and, and, and neither neither are almonds and no. neither are soybeans. No, as it turns out, none of these things produce milk. And so, if you give me a glass of milk that is made from a thing that doesn't produce milk, I'm suspicious. If it doesn't and, have udders, I right? Don't want like it's olives milk. produce oil, mm-hmm. and seeds generally do not produce oil. So I don't know what seed oil is. Or do you know what do you know what canola oil actually is? Oh no, it's called rapeseed. Wow, it is. It, that's, that's the name. Wow. All the others, what soybean oil, all these other oils that that are, and when you want to stop using them, you can't. They're in every food. They're in every single food. I saw one. Are they was, perhaps turning the frogs gay? They, like probably, yeah. I I looked at one product in the grocery store. I are they making the chicken sterile? It well, that and fire. A fire is also turning the chickens. Fire, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, turning them to like crispy little nuggets on their, in their hatcheries. It's not but, the avian flu. <laughs> but I, I was in a grocery store and they had a thing of some seed oil nonsense. And it said, it called it plant butter. Plant butter? Where do you get the butter the, from the this plant? Is, no, that's terrible. That's terrible. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Right. Well, we can drink to that. There's no seed oil in my martini, that's for sure. Though there might be in the peanut butter, actually. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Okay. Okay. I'm taller. <laughs> but we can't stand up, too. We're it's just I'm taller? It's I'm taller. So you have to say, do Ooh. I agree with that statement? Oh, do you agree with the statement that you are taller? Uh, yes, is, but who is becomes, the I? Right, exactly. This I is, am this the subjective Wallace. becomes very, mm-hmm. yeah. I'm, I'm taller, so you should right, it's like answer a, as though as I though, said right, that statement. Correct. Okay. okay. Ready, get set, go. Oh, I think we're going to have to move that. Really? You think you're taller? Oh, yeah. But you certainly think that you're taller. 100%. Because all guys... Absolutely. Every guy under six foot, at least under six foot, is, will, you'll, they'll say, hey, how tall are you? And you'll say, like, I'm 5'10.034. Po- <laughs> That's true. I'm practically it, also, it, it totally depends also on how you're wearing your hair. So right now, you're mm. wearing like a pompadour. You've oh, got yeah. like I've the got John Kerry. It's, you've got at least four inches here. Yes, I do. I mean, like, it's like a beehive from the 1960s. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's they're, true. They're, they're actual creatures living there. There, there are, yeah, yeah, sweet little groupies, like from the 1960s, yeah, are in there. There's like a rat under there, and it's controlling how you cook. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. yeah, a little more height, please. Give me a little, okay. We'll never know until the game is over, and then we'll be lying down on the floor, just sloshed. Huh. 
I was hoping you'd finish the sentence in that way. <laughs> okay, here we go. <laughs> Satanism is protected under the First Amendment. Okay, ready? Okay, I, what I think you're going to say? What, what, I, what you, you think and, I'm going to okay. say, but I'm actually somewhat unsure of what you would say. Yeah. Okay, ready? Get set. Go. So you're right you about cor- me. You're correct. I, I don't think Satanism is protected under the First Amendment. Thank the First Amendment is for political speech. Yeah. That, that is what it is for. And by the way, it's not protected on the state level. It's protected for, first of all, I don't believe in the incorporation doctrine. So there's that. For people who don't. Okay, so the, the First Amendment of the United States Constitution says Congress shall make no law abridging the freedom of speech. It does not say anything about states making laws abridging the freedom of speech. Right. Now, many states have their own provisions along these lines, but abridgments of speech are extraordinarily common at the local and, and city level, even at the state level. For all of American history. Right, exactly. The, the, the notion the founders were sitting around like, we have to protect the Satanists. The Satanists must be protected is, is absolute absurdity. They wouldn't have considered it freedom of speech. They would have considered it essentially the same as pornography, I think. Yep. Um, and so I, I would have a hard time believing that the founders were sitting around being like, we have to protect Satanism. Yep. And, and so, Especially but, not under freedom of religion, which they would have thought freedom of religion encompassed, you know, known religions. It didn't encompass things like worship of the devil. We were, so. we were just talking about John Locke, who he, he has this, he gets a worse rap than he deserves because he's, he's sometimes described as, as the... He's not John Stuart Mill. They make him out like he's John Stuart yes. Mill. Yes. Yeah. And he's, he's really not. And especially in the, the essay concerning toleration, uh, Locke says, we need free speech. Everyone needs to have some free speech. Except for those damn dirty atheists who should be totally ostracized <laughs> from society. Oh, it's kind of based, you know. It's sort of it's a based John Locke. Alrighty. Okay. All right. Okay. I am more than 50% certain that Atlantis was a real place and was destroyed by a natural disaster. Oh, okay. I know what you're going to say here. You know what I'm going to say. 100%. But I don't know what you're going to say. Yeah, I mean, we just can put this on the Yeah, screen. that's there, there's obviously... No, there's no yeah, yeah. I'm no very Atlantis-pilled. Yeah. I'm very semiotics-pilled. Like, there is no... But... That's correct. I'm going to go, no. You're anti I'm anti-Atlantis. Are you, are you pro-literal? Uh, uh, the word is problematic, but are you pro-historical flood? Uh, historical regional flood. Okay. Not historical global flood. Okay. But regional could encompass the entire Middle East. Uh, it, it could in, encompass Mesopotamia, Okay, okay. I guess. Because okay. there is a similar narrative in the Epic of Gilgamesh. Yeah. So, yes. Yeah, yeah. And, and other... Um, yeah, and other, and other contemporaneous accounts. So, yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. Fair enough. That's, that's fair enough. We'll, we'll, we'll get you on Atlantis. <laughs> so, you know, for... The- <laughs> oh, this is going to be an easy one for, for both of us. Here we go. You ready? Mm-hmm. Catholic doctrine in its current form, including papal infallibility, mm-hmm. Mariology, and transubstantiation, can easily be found in penumbras and enumerations in the Old and New Testaments. Welp. Hmm. Hold on. I want to. I want to make sure that I read every word of that properly. <laughs> In conjunction with the poem. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Ready. Set. Set. Go. Go. Oh, Ben, you got it wrong. Really? Okay, so which part of it is not in the... You got it wrong. It's not found in penumbras and... I mean, it's directly it's, in the text it's, yeah, and, of the and Old when Testament. It's not, when it's not explicitly in the 1200 text. 1,200 years before Christ. Yes, but Indeed. it is written in the type of and in the prefiguring and the prophecy of. And then Christ in the New Testament says, Peter, here are the keys to the kingdom of heaven. What you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. What you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Where's the emanation there, buddy? It's right there in the text. Whatever Protestant wrote that question, Ben Davies. 
Outrageous. <laughs> I, I like that he didn't just restrict it to the New Testament. I like that he's like the, the Old Testament also. Yes. Yeah, in, the, in, the, oh, yeah. in the five books of Moses. Yeah. Clear references to papal infallibility of course. in the five books of Well, papal infallibility. All right, maybe not papal. Well, I'm not sure. Uh, I, I haven't given you're, you're it enough. Have to, you're going to have to. I, I, I certainly would say that there are references to Christ in the, in the five books of the Of course you would. But yeah, but, but I... <laughs> But papal I, by the way, would not. <laughs> Just for the record, that's the. <laughs> I know, I'm not Wait, surprising everyone here, yeah. but the. But what about that's what the hat means? What do you think about the hadith? Where is? <laughs> yeah, we, we haven't even gotten into the hadith or the surahs. Okay, so before this turns into a crusade, <laughs> why don't we? Uh... Is okay. okay. This is mine. We. <laughs> oh, great. This one kind of applies to me too, though. We've all done things we aren't proud of and no one should feel embarrassed for dabbling in libertarianism in their wayward youth. Hmm. Um, uh, no one should feel embarrassed That's a very for dabbling in libertarianism. Very block statement. Uh, I'm gonna go with... Meaning... Meaning, I think that you would say that people should be embarrassed for... Yes, yes correct. For, and I think that you don't think people should be embarrassed. So I think that everybody should be embarrassed for being wrong. <laughs> so, so the answer is, I don't think that you should be... Uh, I, I, I think that it is semi-natural for 18 to 25-year-olds to dabble in libertarianism. Yes. And also, you should admit that you are wrong. And yeah. like, those are, those are the Interesting. Okay, so I got so, it wrong. Like, well, I, I'm big on embarrassment, so I, I, I like embarrassment. Like, yeah. I, th- I think that being yeah, yeah. Embarrass- embarrassed for things that you've done in the past that were stupid, I think yeah, yeah. Is, is generally a good thing, no, which is why, again, I have a giant list on the website of like, right, all the stupid right. things I've ever said. I didn't know so, if you were going to go softer on libertarianism. Uh, no, I mean, it, I think that libertarianism is an ideology that requires lack of real, on-the-ground understanding of how human beings work. <laughs> and when you're young... Yes. It's attractive specifically because of that. Yeah. In the same way yeah. that homo economicus is, you know. Yes. Yes. Is, is like, I understand it. I understand mm-hmm. it as a model. Also, it's not quite operative in the real world. Right. That's a great point. Because it's, you know, the, there's that old line, if you're not a liberal when you're 17, you're a right. hard. But I do think it, you could say it about libertarianism. Like well, li- libertarianism is the easy way out, right? Libertarianism yeah. is like, you don't want to be a busybody, so you just say, hands off. Yeah. And, and all your friends are like, well, he is a libertarian, right. so he's leaving us alone. And so it's very, it's very easy to be casual about that. Yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, I mean, like, again, I get it. I have a lot of friends who are libertarians. Yeah, yeah. I went through a phase. I went through my we, phase. We all did. Yeah, we, we, all had, we all had that phase. We all had that phase, you know. <laughs> yeah. I know. I always, I refer to it, and I did at the time, as like, it's a way to be able to say, look, there's something wrong with the modern crazy left, and I'm kind of a conservative, but I'm not like that. I'm not like the bad kind of conservative. Right. It, it, it's more like they won't call me judgmental if I just yes. say, yeah. do what you want to do on your own time kind of thing. Okay. Pour one out for the libertarian days. Wow. <laughs> this is very funny. My early career hairstyle was worse. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's the first question that's had a picture. It, it is. It is. Wow. Um, hmm. Okay. Huh. All right. So what, what so I think you would how say. How you would answer. How I would answer. Okay. Uh, um, okay. I'm going to say, okay, ready? Get yep. set. Go. I agree. And I, I think, think we can all, I think we can all agree that yeah. my early hairstyle was worse. Because the thing is, in my MSNBC show, for all the criticisms that have been made of it and my pantsuits and my glasses, I felt my hair was always just totally on fire. Uh, has your hair ever changed? I feel like your hair has been this way since we've known each other. Yeah, it's been no, a long it, time. So I feel has, like 
I mean, even what's really weird... I mean, your gender has, obviously, yeah. but I think that you're, you're... What's really weird is... So I could say, just even had I not looked at the picture, my hairstyle has not changed since I was six. I've had the right. same haircut. And previously, before that, my hair was just a little bit more to the side, but it right. was almost the same. Yeah. Oddly enough, though, the, the same could be said of the picture. It's, it's, it's always kind of... It's all been in the same general... Right, no, no, again, I don't think your hair has changed all that much. My, yeah. my hair has changed dramatically because for most of my youth, I was like, how do people get their hair to stay up like that? And I didn't realize that people use product in their hair. This was just not like a... Did you not use any product? When I was a kid, no. Oh, wow. I was Which like was it, 10. Right, no, I think my dad never used product. Mm. And my dad doesn't care. I mean, you know my dad. Yeah, so my, my dad does not care about his appearance yes. at all. Like, at not all. a drop of vanity. Not yeah. none, right? Like, I have to convince him that he should wear suits that, that like, are remotely his size kind of thing. And so I didn't understand that people wore product in their hair. And then when I discovered this magic, I was like, ah, oh, yeah. your hair doesn't have to look <laughs> like, like huh. floppy Hitler hair. Yeah, like, I, <laughs> yeah I mean, there's there's... So it's very edgy. That's like that's like punk rock era. And yeah, it's, yeah, if I'd been slightly more emo, it might have worked, but it just didn't work. <laughs> it, did it was just like clean cut. Okay. Yeah. If Nick Cannon and <laughs> if Nick Cannon and the documentary Hebrews to Negroes taught us anything, it's that Jesus was black because he was Jewish. Mm. Well, that's a conditional. If it taught us anything. <laughs> right? If my grandma had wheels, she'd be white. Oh, right, exactly. Yeah. Like, it, because it's a conditional. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I feel like uh, um, if uh, yeah, I'm gonna go, I'm just gonna go no on that because there's he, there's literally nothing to any of that. Jesus, no, oh, but now you're gonna you go to the conditional. Okay, the fine. So if we're gonna do the conditionality and we're if, gonna use like yeah. basic symbolic logic here, then yeah. yes, then I mean yes, that's true. Yeah. Also, if. Jesus was not black yeah. and he was Jewish, and that documentary is crazy. It's also if this is some this is um, again I don't I, this is like the pedantic episode with well it, I mean for, <laughs> how is it not going to be how is it not going ever to be thus. yeah exactly but if a christian wrote that card as many, many christians often do they'll say jesus was this jesus was that if you are a christian you believe that jesus christ is alive is resurrected is alive ascended bodily into heaven so you'd use the present tense you would say jesus is Jewish, or you, right. I don't think you would say Jesus is black, unless you watched the Nick Cannon documentary on the Hebrews or something. Uh, so that's would just you a, say? Well, I mean, would you say Jesus is Jewish now? Probably not. He's Jewish. Right? He's, he's Jewish in the sense that, like, um, I'm trying to think of a famous convert <laughs> would be Andrew like, Clavin. Andrew Clavin. Yeah, no, yeah, that's right. That's a good. <laughs> well, what a softball. Yeah, thing. exactly. No, and I would say that in the sense that Andrew Clavin is like, right? I'm. Oh yeah, and also, he, he, also remains eth- is- he remains ethnically Jewish. This is something that also. Oh, I mean, according with- to us, he remains religiously Jewish, and he's got a price right. to pay. So, we'll, we'll, but we'll get into this on another episode <laughs> be the of Hell or Not with, yeah. with Andrew Clavin. Yes, I, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's yeah, Drew, I like Drew, your Drew book, has, but Drew you're has going made to hell. a very extreme bet here, yeah. right? Like. <laughs> I mean, this, this, he uh, was like, oh, Pascal's wager. This is like, well, usually there's no downside to Pascal's wager, but like, there could theoretically for Drew for be a pretty significant downside. For my Drew. people, they're, yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, th- this, uh, th- this was an issue. Did you, did you ever hear people say, well, Jesus, he could be depicted as black, or he could be depicted as Chinese, or he could be depicted mm-hmm. as now? And I, see, I even see this in Catholic institutions. And, things. and it, it drives me crazy, because I think, the whole point is that the guy is incarnate. Right. right. And so, so people not say, being a Christian theologian, yes. that would seem to be the point. Yeah. If he takes a specific bodily form, then depicting him as a random bodily form seems to defeat the purpose. Yes. I, uh, someone, because otherwise we may as well just not have him take bodily form. Yes. Presumably, then he could be everything. It's like the incarnation Because that's what God thing. is. So, yes. I, I was talking to a Catholic friend of mine, and he said, oh, I don't mind when people depict Jesus as any race or any... Probably said, looks like my, 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 she's probably like my Moroccan father-in-law. 
Right. He's probably a short, swarthy Jewish guy. I mean, I think from he, the Middle East. I think he looks like the guy on the Shroud of Turin because I think the Shroud of Turin is legit. But it's like the guy on the Shroud of Turin looks like a Jewish guy. <laughs> he, doesn't, he doesn't look like a Native American. Doesn't look like an Eskimo. Doesn't look like a a Nordic. Nordic. Yeah. Guy. yeah. Right. That's right. He's not German. Yeah. He's not German. Yeah. There is an amazing. This is sort of an aside. <laughs> now that we're going through artistic depictions of Jesus, the, have you ever been to Iceland? No, I've not been to Iceland. So in Iceland, there's this church. I don't know what kind. It's Lutheran or something. And it looks like a Viking ship. Mm-hmm. And then in the church, there is a statue of Jesus that looks like the most Viking Jesus you've ever seen. And then there's a prayer right behind it on the wall. And it says, we pray that, uh, to Jesus that you protect us from the chaos and death. Okay, so if that had been the original pitch... <laughs> you that might, that, you that might kind of kicks ass. I mean, I got to be honest. That's kind of awesome. Okay. <laughs> in 2023, it is somehow more of an indictment to graduate Harvard than it is to graduate Yale. Ooh. Uh, got to go through all the episodes. Yeah, exactly. Um, um, well, uh, undergraduate or law school, uh, this... Yeah, I'll just do the whole institution. Okay. So I'm going to, okay, I'm going to say that... It is more an indictment to graduate Harvard than Yale. I'm... Like I hate to say, it. I'm actually I don't like taking pot shots at my alma mater, even though it's going right. totally nuts. Because I just I find it sort of distasteful. But uh, the, the Yale Law School event, where the law school this is supposed to be the creme de la creme, the brightest minds, and they screamed and and threw a fit because Kristen Wagoner from ADF came in to talk about religious liberty, and they behaved like animal children jumping up and down, you know, shrieking. There's no good answer to this question. I think that we should both be ashamed of our alma maters is the truth because like, it really, like I, of course I'm going to say Harvard because yeah. that's the one I've been focused on. When I see a Harvard headline, it pops out to me because I went to Harvard Law. Yeah. And for you, I think Yale pops out at you because you went to Yale. Yeah, that's um, true. But that's they're, true. they're both, they're both uh, it may be a selection issue here. It could be. Yeah, it could be. Yeah. That's true. We can drink. Okay. To poor old, poor yeah. old Eli. We both should have gone to... Mm-hmm. State University. To Hillsdale. <laughs> yeah, yeah. To Ave Maria or something. Now, now to Florida State. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's enough. <laughs> What's the one that DeSantis is just destroying? Oh, uh, yeah. Um, college of... Um, new is College. It coll- yeah, I think it's New, co- new College. Yeah. That's, that's, right. that's, that's amazing. That's, the, that's where all our kids are Yeah, going. Florida's the best, man. <laughs> okay. Okay, I'm up. The Ark of the Covenant is likely hidden away at the Vatican or at the Church of Our Lady Mary of Zion. Is that the one in... What's the one in Ethiopia? Asking the wrong dude. And, and not simply lost in the, somewhere in the sands of time. Okay. The Ark, so we're talking about... Like, where is the Ark of the Covenant now? Yes. Uh, so it's it, basically that it's at a physical place somewhere in the world and not just lost in the sands. But I think specifically they're asking about the Vatican. The Vatican uh, if they're, or... If they're asking or the, right. Again, these are a little vaguely worded. So do you yeah. want to just do... We'll, we'll, we'll change it. It's yeah. in a physical place. It is not lost in the sands of time. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Ready? Get set. Go. I'm kind of convinced by the Ethiopian guys. I mean, I also think, you know, the Christians believe that uh, Mary is the new Ark of the Covenant. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's, the wording is also a little tricky. And, yeah, and, for, for you guys, yeah, but yeah. But, but in terms of the, the OG, yeah. uh, I'm, it's hard for me to believe it just got totally destroyed. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's like, it seems very important. You know? Yeah. So the, the, there have been two major going theories in the Jewish community as to where the Ark of the Covenant is. Yeah. One of them is that it's buried in the Temple Mount somewhere yeah, because okay. they, the, the Jews saw the Romans coming and they're like, we are squirreling this away and the easiest place to put this is like somewhere underneath here, mm. which 
has been a going theory for a very long time. Uh, and then the secondary theory is that you guys have it. No, and, in the, at the Vatican. It's at the Vatican. Really? Uh, yeah, because, it, because there have been long-standing rumors that the Vatican inherited much of the wealth of the Roman Empire. And so after the fall of Judea, a lot of that stuff ended up being kept by the Catholic Church. Wow. And they're not big on, like, actually showing their archives. Like, hey, here's the stuff we've got down here. Yeah. I'd like Definitely to go into like I feel like, I feel, I feel like I, would, I would love to, like... Yeah. Because it's like you, look, you go into the museums and you're like, oh, there's that, uh, you know, Raphael painting. Oh, there... But, like, I don't know, man, you got the Ark of the Covenant. You're probably putting that in, like, the, like the special locker area. Right, exactly. You know? Although, and I, I mean... If somebody were to have it, the Catholics aren't a horrible bet, considering that when you go through Rome, one of my favorite things is where it's just like a giant Egyptian obelisk, and then boom, stick a cross on it. It's like, this is ours now, bitches. <laughs> yeah. like, like, this is always pagans. for us. This was <laughs> ours. We, we, like, <laughs> literally, you're just walking like, through Rome, this giant Egyptian boop. obelisk. Yeah. Boop. And you're like, oh, well, now it's Christian. Okay. So <laughs> it wouldn't yeah, be super out of character. Wow, I've got to go... Looking next time I'm in. Yeah, Arizona. next time next time you're with your papal friends. Yeah, and yeah, I'm not, come on, yeah. come on, I'm cool. Tell me what the room is. Exactly. Hey, where's room. the secret room? Okay. The Nephilim. I don't know how you pronounce it in English. Nephilim uh, of the Old Testament. <laughs> I was going to say Nephilim, but I kind of like okay. Nephilim. Nephilim. I don't know. Nephilim, I hardly know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> the Nephilim of the Old Testament were probably also what the Greeks called demigods or superhuman heroes, such as Achilles, Hercules, or Perseus. Hmm. No, I have to try and that. figure out like what, what you're going to say to this. Um, okay, one, two, three, go. Like maybe. Like, I don't, I'm okay, like, okay, I'm, I'm not, maybe on that. Okay. I'm not identi- I'm not saying like there was this specific nephilim that was Achilles and that. But I'm just no, no. no. They're like quasi superhero, mythical creature. Yeah, yeah. I mean, even to the point that I'm, I'm enough into the relationship between symbols and the visible, tangible world, that I, if you told me that Hercules was a guy or like a kind of a guy that was walking around and like there was his footprint over there, I, I, could, I could believe that. Okay. So, yeah, I, I go no on this. Uh, obviously, I'm more of a rationalist. <laughs> and so my, uh, yeah, uh, I think that the, the passage in Genesis where it talks about the Nephilim and how they're marrying the, the children of, the, of men and all of this kind of stuff, that that's actually making fun of prior idolatrous cultures because the way that, not to get into an abstruse biblical discussion here, but here but we go. Not, not but to here, not that, to, yeah. right. Quick, here's the quick rundown. Quick rundown is when the Bible says that man is made in God's image, that is a direct rebuttal to many of the ancient texts which say the king is made in God's image. Mm -hmm. So the commoners are not. Only the king is. The commoners are nothing. So the Bible is making fun of the idea that the sons of, of the, of the B'nai Elohim, that the the sons of the, of the gods or the Nephilim, that these people are like greater than everybody else. Nephal literally means fallen. That's what, that's what, that's what it means in Hebrew. And so the idea that there's like this higher caste of people who mingle with the commoners and so that it's, it's in, it's basically attempting to rip on the idea of class and social distinction mm. uh, in the well, eyes of God. So. Do, do you think there was, like, to, to go very rationalist or mm-hmm. know, kind of modern anthropologists, do you think that it could be referring to, like, uh, Neanderthals or anything like that? I, I doubt it because, again, it was written presumably like 3,000 years ago, so the knowledge right. of Neanderthals would have been pretty limited. But there, right. there, was, there were these moments, like <laughs> Thomas Aquinas does this, where he's, or I think it was, maybe it's Augustine. It's, I forget. 
One of those guys. Yeah, your, your reference is yeah, a 50-50 shot. That's right, yeah, yeah. I pick one, yeah. Maybe, I think it was Augustine, is walking on the beach, and he says, I found a, a molar that was 40 times the size of human molars. And so people think, did he find a fossil? Did he find it was a tooth of a giant? Was it some kind of weird ape-like pre... I don't know. I just I wonder what the historical... Was he a dentist? Like, what's the... Was he a dentist? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Okay. That's, that's a very interesting take on the Nephilim, though. I, kinda, I like that. Unfortunately, science has become more of a religion than a tool of systematic study of the structure and behavior of the physical and natural world. Okay. One, two, three. Indeed. Duh. That's an easy Duh. one. Duh. Yeah, yeah. I'm not even going to drink for that one. Yeah, I know. That I mean, I deserve will. a drink. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. <laughs> We're getting close to the end of this pile. Uh-oh. It gives an endless pile of questions okay. here. All right. The war in Ukraine is more likely to end in some form of nuclear strike than with Russia conceding all land back to Ukraine. Wow, those are the two binary options? Yeah, and so does that I, I include think... Crimea, by the way? Is that I, I, okay, so... Let's say it does not include Crimea. Crimea okay. is gone. Okay, Crimea is gone. Um, it's more likely to end in a nuclear, nuclear strike. strike. And, okay, one, two, three, see. Um, yeah. So, yeah, uh, like... I, I, this is how I know that you're not a, com- a complete Russia shill. Yeah. Because, like, <laughs> even when, wait, you're saying that I am not totally carrying water for Tsar Putin? Right, exactly. That, that's glorious crusade. <laughs> yeah. No, whenever people say, like, this thing is definitely going to nuclear strikes, like, um, no. It, it is almost it is, certainly not. Almost certainly it will not. Correct. Okay. And the other thing is, like, he, Putin's a shrewd guy. He's a very shrewd guy. He's fair. But, but like, he's not completely insane. Right. Right. And that would be a completely insane thing to do. It, it, would, it would be nuts because he would not know what comes next and we would not know what comes next, yeah. but it would not be good for him. It would definitely like, not like, be good for him. Like that like, is the one thing yeah. that is for sure. It would not be amazing. The thing that comes Vladimir next Putin. for him is the end of The Sopranos where the screen goes. <laughs> That's yeah. correct. Yeah. Okay. Oh, no. Wow. Okay. Yeah, this one. The, the, your producers are just, whoever created this is just determined to get us banned from all social media. Andrew Tate's only real crime was trolling a mentally ill young Swedish woman on Twitter. <laughs> wow. Wow. So this one goes behind the paywall for subscribers is what I'm sensing yeah, right here. I don't, um, who would ever use such a phrase? I do not know. What cruel and inhumane man would ever say such a thing? At least we're not on TV right now. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's, that's, that's not, true. not on cable TV. Okay, um... All right. Okay, I'm going to... One, two, three. I'm going to let Michael off the hook on this one. Yeah. <laughs> I would also say, I mean, look, we don't know what Tate did or whatever, but he has bragged about being a pimp fraudster. Right. Which is, like, usually a good indicator that you're a pimp fraudster is when you brag about it a lot. Like, that's... Like, yeah. By the way, are you more of a fraudster if you brag about being a pimp fraudster or if you brag about being a pimp fraudster and you are not a pimp fraudster? Which makes you more of a fraud? I don't actually know yeah. the answer. Yeah, if his, if his argument now is just like, no, I was totally lying about that. Then right. You it's like nights and days. Like, are you... Are you mm-hmm. like, I, I don't yep. know the answer to this question. Yeah. Well, either way, it was a great martini. It, Ben, to your health. Do, do we know who won? Uh, of I don't think there was a winner. I mean, we have this. Of course we don't. No. We, but we both won. Wait, I think the audience won. I think the audience really won. And the YouTube censors will now be able to demonetize <laughs> all Daily Winner content for the rest of history. They, they, they won too. Before that happens, guys, buy your game to take home yes or no, dailywire.com slash shop. We'll see you next time. Right now, go to preborn.com slash Knowles. Last year, 
Because of you, Preborn's network of clinics saved over 58,000 babies. Thank you to all who made this possible. We need to celebrate these precious babies. When Charlotte found out she was pregnant, she was seven weeks along. In the back of her mind, she thought abortion was the best solution. She went into a preborn clinic, and after hearing her baby's heartbeat and seeing her beautiful baby on ultrasound, she chose life. Her heart is filled with gratitude for all of you who made this possible. Just 28 bucks a month can be the difference between the life and death of a child. When a mother meets her baby on ultrasound and hears that heartbeat, it is a divine connection that doubles a baby's chance at life. Let's join together, help mothers choose life. To donate, dial pound 250, say keyword baby. That's keyword baby, or go to preborn.com slash Knowles, K-N-O-W-L-E-S. Preborn fundraises separately for all the administrative costs. So every dollar you give goes straight towards saving babies. Go to preborn.com slash Knowles, K-N-O-W-L-E-S, and donate right now.